Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to another episode of Not Rocket Science, the show that talks about the intersectional relationship between technology, business, and culture. This is Sean, your host. I hope you guys are doing well in uh, this mid-December Monday or Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to it. I'm recording this on a Sunday, but this day in mid-December or anytime because these podcasts stay up um hope you're doing well hope you guys are doing better than I am I have been under the weather yet again yep these New York City subways are no bueno when it comes to avoiding colds coughs sore throats fevers blah blah blah, 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 blah. it is peak get sick season here in New York City and it got me I had a good run I haven't had a cold in a couple months for the amount of time I'm on the subway that's pretty good but yeah last Friday I was down for the count last Thursday really um but I'm getting better so hopefully I come out of it soon and yeah so it is peak 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 holiday shopping season right like it is crunch time it is like two minutes left on the clock actually it's more like five minutes left on the clock let's be real now and uh you got to drive down to the end zone that's where we are when it comes to holiday shopping you know in november or whatever you can kind of lazily buy things as you think of them no, 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 no. Now it's getting real. Christmas, Hanukkah, they're both upon us. Kwanzaa even. It's all upon us. We got about a week and a day or two. If it's Hanukkah, basically exactly a week. And, uh, yeah, I'm finding myself on Amazon more than I ever want to be. But it's happening. And this is the time of year where I really... I'm thankful for Amazon and being a Prime member because, yeah, mall trips kind of suck. I'm not a fan of the mall. Um, And uh, I've been doing less in-store shopping these days and more Amazon shopping. So that's been happening. Um, But what I wanted to do today was a little bit of a different kind of episode where we kind of run through how... Christmas shopping has come to be what it is today. This like digital deep dive for hours looking for the perfect gift. 
spending more time than you ever wanted to, for example, researching carry-on luggage and airport carry-on regulations and customer reviews of different 20-inch carry-on bags and looking at gloss finishes versus matte finishes and pluses and minuses and how they scratch and different brands and blah, 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 how we fall down. All these rabbit holes of gift-giving digitally these days and how the monster that is the commercialism of the holiday season has been able to manifest the commercialized capitalist beast we have today um in our society and in our culture for the month of you know november 28th ish till december 26th um so for this episode i was doing some research God forbid he does research. And uh, I was kind of like looking at some of the traditions of Christmas specifically and trying to piece together how the origins of Christmas are tied to what Christmas is today from a commercialism standpoint and all the major kind of landmarks in between that have paved the way for me to be spending two hours of research on carry-on luggage on Amazon at 5 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, right? How does this happen? Um, so, without further ado, let us dive into the commercialism of Christmas. So, not to make this a history podcast by any stretch, but I think it's good to kind of just lay the groundwork a little bit, lay the foundation a little bit here, and just get into, like, the original facts of Christmas, because the whole thing is kind of a lie, right? What is Christmas? Christmas is the celebration of Jesus, Jesus's birthday, right? Um, but what we kind of all know now is Jesus was for sure not born December 25th. Like, not. I mean, from what I remember researching when I was like in middle school, looking into all this stuff, I think most people think late july early august ish it was kind of like the best guess for when jesus was actually born but as many of us know now the reason why jesus's birthday celebrated as september 25th is during the roman ages when christianity was beginning to spread and become popular and the dominant religion of the society um because there were so many pagan traditions they could they didn't want to do a full like 180 and switch everything up they kind of wanted to fit christian holidays within the pagan structure to make things easy so they declared the celebration of jesus birth as december 25th because that was already a day celebrated um it was the birthday of the god mithra who is the sun god he was born supposedly on december 25th so they just kind of borrowed that and hey jesus happy birthday you know what i mean so there's a lot of that going on in the history of christmas and the transition from paganism to christianity um but that is why it's on december 25th fun fact other fun facts around the history of christ mass um santa claus right we all know the deal with santa claus saint nicholas St. Nicholas was a real person. He was a bishop in Turkey during the 4th century, I believe. Starting in the 4th century. Um, so he died in the 4th century. 
and what St. Nicholas Day originally was, was the anniversary of his death, celebrating anniversary of his death. And during those days, that's when the idea of like, hope you're naughty or nice, like bad kids got nothing and good kids received gifts from St. Nicholas, quote unquote gifts. I wonder what they're actually getting. You know what I mean? There were no uh, iPads back in the fourth century. So hopefully better than just like, I don't know, some rocks that were smoothened out to be marbles or an orange or something. I don't know. That's a good question. What were toys in like the fifth, I don't know, seventh century? Like what were kids getting to play with? Because couldn't be great. Couldn't be great. St. Nick back then definitely was not slanging some Nintendo Switches. That's all I'm saying. Um, What else? What else? I'm just looking at my notes here. Okay, so yeah, that tradition of celebrating the anniversary of St. Nicholas's death spread as Christianity spread everywhere. And that day actually, conveniently enough, was in December. It was not December 25th, though. It was December 6th. So you kind of had two holidays going on in the early days. You had St. Nicholas Day, and then you had Celebration of Jesus. Eventually, all that good good would get consolidated, but not quite yet. Um, but back to Santa Claus. So he's kind of this guy that took different forms in different countries. People had different uh, ideas around what he looked like, what he wore, this and that but uh the idea of santa claus as we know him today is this dude that you know goes to houses down the chimney and gives kids presents and eats cookies and all that stuff that actually did not really uh form itself till 1500 years later after the death of saint nicholas in 1822 when a seminary professor named clement clark moore wrote the now extremely famous poem night before christmas that was kind of the turning point and that's kind of like the launching point of the modern form of christmas as we know it it's a poem where he just kind of reimagined all of this and um took kind of borrowed the name of the dutch form of saint nicholas day where they called saint nicholas sinterklaas and flipped it to Santa Claus. I don't know why. I don't know how he arrived at that. But to my understanding, that's where the uh, origin of Santa Claus came from. Um, as opposed to Sinterklaas or St. Nicholas or any of that. So that's kind of the origin of that. Um, and it took off because there were store santa claus figures that kids would pose with by like 1841 the earliest documented in-store santa claus was a figure like a life-size figure in 1841 in philadelphia so starting with the 1820s the whole christmas movement started to get jiggy and kind of blew up from there um but once again, there was no real consolidated form of what Santa Claus looked like. They were just different interpretations. And then, so a lot of people talk about Coca-Cola creating the modern form of Santa Claus. And they're, it's kind of true, but not fully, because in 1863, a cartoonist for Harper's Weekly, which is a political magazine that still exists today, um, a cartoonist named Thomas Nass reimagined what Santa Claus looked like and his version was the uh, early 
modern interpretation of Santa Claus. He gave him the big shaggy white beard. He made him a little more rounder, a little more jolly, and he gave him the red suit. So the red suit, thickum Santa Claus that we all know and love with the white, white beard. Um, you can kind of give it to Thomas Nast as the person that invented that. However, Coca-Cola in the 20s into the 30s launched uh, advertisements with illustrations of Santa Claus by illustrator Hadan Sunblum that kind of pushed that Thomas Nast version of Santa Claus further, giving him the big red plush suit with the kind of like the white um, collars and the furry white collars and they made the beard even thicker and more luxurious and well moisturized and the hat all that stuff even bigger even rounder put on even more pounds so like the modern super thickum Santa Claus with the plush luxurious white beard and the nice red and white suit that's all coca-cola and that happened from the 20s into the 30s so santa claus is kind of a form of commercialism and then you have other things like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer for example where i asked my girlfriend where she thought rudolph the red-nosed reindeer came from and for some reason she said it she thought it was german which i think is a respectable guess but Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is 100% just a marketing tactic. What Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was, was a book created by Montgomery Ward, which is now kind of irrelevant, but at the time, this was in the 1930s, it was kind of a poppin' department store. Um, department stores back in the day ran it. Before shopping malls were a thing, Everything around the commercialization of Christmas was rooted in the department stores. Not to sidetrack, but to kind of sidetrack, Black Friday also came from department stores. Actually, what it really came from was policemen who had to kind of work security at department stores. Because back in the day, after Thanksgiving, there would be department store parades, similar to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but Macy's did not invent the parade around thanksgiving that was a very popular thing that all department stores did large ones and small ones and the days after when the parades took place um because there was just a tradition that friday to have a parade at the department store to help kind of kick off the holiday season and they would introduce santa claus to kind of really say this is the launching point for you to buy all your crap um but police would call it Black Friday because of the amount of chaos and congestion and everything like that. And that supposedly is traced to the early 60s in Philadelphia. Cops in Philadelphia. Once again, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is turning out to be a major player in the history of many of these Christmas traditions. Hmm. More you know. But the point is, is that's the origin of the term. Actually, pause. It is not the origin of the term Black Friday. The original origin of the term Black Friday was actually 10 years before it in the early 50s where 
it was just this thing people said because they would call out of work the day after Thanksgiving so often. That was like this like little inside joke. This is Black Friday. But that didn't catch on. Um, and then the police talked about it in the 60s during the department store parades the day after Thanksgiving. But that didn't really catch on either. As far as commercialism goes, the phrase really took off in the 80s because organically um, it turned out to be some of the biggest shopping days. So people just started calling it Black Friday because they're no longer supposedly in the red when it comes to their yearly gross profits or revenue, you could say. That's kind of the year where it flips and they go from uh, out of the red, I guess, into the black. You'd think it would be into the green and it should be Green Friday, but I don't know. Every article that I looked at, it's kind of this term to like you transition out of the red into the black. So that's kind of another reason why Black Friday took off. Um, But there seems to be no one thing. It was just a combination of things. But the department store parade is interesting because it makes me think of the Christmas story movie where he sees the Red Rider BB gun in the window and they're at a Christmas parade, which, you know, in a small town in Ohio. And uh, that's kind of lost now. There are no more, like, small town Christmas parades thrown by department stores. It's kind of a lost relic. But what's interesting to me is even back then and i guess christmas stories like the 40s right department stores still dominated at this time and that rush of commercialism was already well in place by the 1940s um people would go to department stores to buy everything and marketers already figured out a way to pump discounts and you know give out coupons in the mail and things like that by the 40s as early as the 40s so there was this time between the late 1800s and the 1940s where marketers really started maturing in their practice and figuring out ways to build this thing up as a huge event and the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer example that i promised i'd return to is an example of that so that in the 1930s the department store montgomery ward sorry for the sidetrack that was a lot longer than i thought it was going to be but montgomery ward is a department store that still exists i don't know if it exists in physical form anymore but they definitely have a website and uh, it used to be a big deal back back in the day and in the 30s they came up with a clever marketing tactic to drive in-store sales. So what they did was they hired um, this writer to create this character in this children's book that turned out to be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and they printed 50,000 copies, which was a humongous amount back then, um, like massive, and they handed them out for free at the store. So the rule was if you came in as an adult and you had your kid, the kid would get a copy of this Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer book. A kid just walking into the apartment store solo couldn't get a copy. Um, and it took off, and it got crazy, and it got super... It went, like, the 30s equivalent of viral is basically what happened with Rudolph Rain, the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was a viral star before social media existed. 
and it was such a hit that they printed more copies and then eventually they licensed the character out to create the movie and the songs and all that noise. So that is the history of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was a marketing campaign by a department store in the 1930s to help drive in-store sales up. So these were the kind of some of the things that led to this mad rush for presents, Black Friday, which then became Small Business Saturday by American Express. That's an American Express term, by the way. Um, Cyber Monday, Prime Day, all this stuff has to do with the early marketing tactics in the 30s and before that to help drive up department store sales. Department stores were everything when it came to... Uh, retail back in the day and the uh, aesthetic allure of Christmas department stores also decorated their stores around Christmas time so like the idea of what the modern form of Christmas decorations are has to do with department store design during the holiday season it was a way to kind of like draw shoppers create this mood and this feeling that was very attractive um you know that kind of invoke these feeling of like sharing and family and all the things you think about during Christmas. But what all of this is, all these department stores, all these marketing campaigns by department stores and companies like Coca-Cola latching themselves to the idea of Santa Claus um, as a way to drive up soda sales. What it really is, is brand storytelling. And um, personally, I'm kind of split because on one hand, I think it's kind of gross that now I sit in bed on my laptop spending hours on Amazon trying to figure out the right gift to give somebody. Um, just feels like overly commercially and gross. But on the other hand, it's like Christmas probably kind of sucked before all this stuff was created. Before these traditions of, you know, Santa Claus and having the cookies out and all these songs that are tied to all these characters like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer created by marketing companies and, you know, Christmas album cuts by like, you know, Nat King Cole back in the day, how that was a moneymaker for record companies and now they're standards at every holiday party. And I think I overall I like it. I like the commercialism. I like the fact that there's all of this uh, symbolism and imagery and aesthetic tied to the holiday season, even though it was created as a marketing tactic originally. Um, on top of that, the idea of Christmas cards, right? Christmas cards were invented as a way to show off color printers for the first time. In Germany, um, there was a printing entrepreneur named Louis Prang, who created the market of Christmas cards as a way to show off color printing technology. And that's kind of when the idea of what a modern Christmas tree with all the ornaments looked like, they kind of became crystallized as a vision through these Christmas cards that were printed out. And department store owners um, like F.W. Woolworth in the day decided to mass produce them. And that also kind of... Uh, you know, created the whole Christmas card tradition we all have now. So there are a ton of factors from the early days of department store marketing 
along with marketing for printing companies and Coca-Cola, etc., that basically invented the holiday of Christmas as we know it now. They took some of the really old traditions, including St. Nicholas, and some of the pagan winter solstice traditions like uh, like Christmas trees in a way, um, evergreens. So when they celebrated the winter solstice back in the day, they would take evergreens indoors and create this kind of Christmas tree-ish thing where they'd hang apples on evergreen plants. Um, and that's kind of like the early form of the Christmas tree. So ornaments are circular because they used to be apples. Um, but taking all those pieces, you know, Yule logs, all these old traditions and kind of reinterpreting them into a modern aesthetic that was all done by department stores as marketing tactics along with uh, mail order companies that were kind of hand in hand with department stores to you know have these catalogs and these magazines that you'd get in the mail to all kind of just create this picture that is very attractive and is what it is the modern version of Christmas visually. And on top of that, pinpointing the opportunity for sales after Thanksgiving due to these uh, parades where they kind of show off Santa Claus for the first time. That's kind of like the kickoff point or the inception for the holiday season. Saw that as an opportunity to have big sales and come out in a profitable manner. And that's kind of what, I guess, laid the groundwork for what we have today. Um, so, yeah, this is more of like a history lesson than me ranting. So hopefully you got something out of it. But, yeah, I just wanted to kind of go back and trace the early steps of this crazy thing we now know as Christmas as I was looking for presents at 4 a.m. in the morning last night. So hope you guys like that. Hope you guys got something out of it. I like doing it a week early. It might not make sense because there's next week. That's still before Christmas technically. But um, I don't know. I'm an in-the-moment kind of guy, I guess. And uh, right now, to me, it's kind of like peak shopping season. Hopefully by, you know, time this comes out next week, it's going to be Christmas Eve. It's like enough already. But uh, right now, I'm feeling it. I'm in the thick of it. So that is that hope you guys like this um if you have any questions as per usual hit us up at not rocket science show at gmail.com or on instagram or twitter at nrs underscore show also if you would like please leave a review on the podcast store of your choice they are very appreciated and hope you guys have a good one so hope you get all your gifts get your shopping wrapped up and until next time Peace.